about these downs. I'm not sure that they, there were more than four downs run, so they may have See, run five downs. Instead of the game being over, it appears that the Redskins get the fifth down. And the cat is elusive. He's brought walking. The cat. He's walking to the three. He's at the two. Fielding the cat runs into the end zone. That is a touchdown. Snap, placement, kick by Hartley, and it is. It is good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Pigs have flown. Hell is frozen over. The Saints are on their way to the Super Bowl. Welcome to the fifth down, brought to you by the Enemy of the Good Podcast Network. I'm the captain. And I'm Tootsie. Um, so here we go. Um, Super Bowl heading up. Um, what, one game left, right? Well, two if you count the Pro Bowl. but There's no game. There's no game this year. Okay, so one game left. Because no one really counts the Pro Bowl. Anyway, even if they were yeah. playing it. Um, all right, guys. So if, in case you've been living under a rock, um, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, coming up to you on February 6th, um, Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes, the old versus the new. Not the Super Bowl I was hoping for. Not the Super Bowl anybody in this table was hoping for. But at the end of the day, I do think the two best teams ended up there. Yeah, I mean, as much as I don't like these two teams being in the Super Bowl, um, as a fan of the NFL, I have to say it should be a very good game. Um, when they met in the regular season, um, this is the game that Tyreek Hill went off for like 200-something yards in the first half. But Tampa Bay's defense was able to claw themselves back to a closer game in the second half. Um, so maybe they've learned something that they can bring into this game. Hopefully it's not that kind of blowout. Hopefully we have a good I think we'll have a good high-scoring game in this situation. Um, you know, I think Tampa's defense has improved a lot since that first meeting. Yeah, they they have. Um, Tampa's defense is the reason they're they're where they are. I mean, these guys have been able to generate turnovers in the uh, in the secondary at a very good rate, which is what you need to really get to the Super Bowl. And those turnovers, the the turnovers they're getting, it's at critical times. So you're not getting just one or two here, you know, like um, like they did with, you know, like Green Bay got enough turnovers, got more turnovers than Tampa, but Tampa's turnovers were on more critical points on more critical drives and resulted in uh, big shifts. Yeah, but I mean, when, when you look at that Green Bay game, Green Bay versus Tampa, um, Green Bay had three interceptions on three consecutive drives, but only scored seven points off of it. Um, your offense has to be able to generate points when you have that momentum swing. Yeah. And the, I mean, Green Bay was just unable to do that. Yeah. Only getting seven points off of three turnovers is really. It just kind of showed that Green Bay's offense was stalling a little bit, which is kind of what I saw the whole. The whole time. And if you look at the the statistical breakdown, Green Bay wins in almost every stat except points on the board. And that's the one that's that the one that matters. Yep. But it, it, again, it just shows you that they were still winning those smaller facets of the game. They just couldn't put it all together. And in Lambeau. Yeah, it's just a, but then you have another quarterback who's used to playing in the snow in 
January. So I mean, in New England. Well, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady's. Yeah, but you said Denver. Did I say Denver? You said Denver. Holy shit. I said, who's used to playing in the snow. In Denver. In Denver. Is what you said. Is what I said. <laughs> well, we're going to go with what I meant to say, which was playing in the snow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think we know who wins the Dumb Dumb Stupid Head Award this week. Um, that would be Tootsie. <laughs> I am an idiot. Um, <laughs> oh, we all have our moments, right? Oh, dear God. I haven't had enough coffee yet. Yes, Tom Tom Brady is used to playing in the cold. Um, you know, in New England. Um Denver. You know, I mean, look, it was probably the best matchup for the NFC championship game. Um, I know we were hoping to get the Saints there, but um they had other other thoughts on that. Um, we don't need to get back into that. I just finished crying, so we don't need to do that again. Uh, <laughs> Your mascara is still running. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, look, I mean, if anything happened this season with, with, with Tampa Bay is that it allowed Tom Brady to win my respect this year. Um, that's hard for me to admit because I always gave Tom Brady crap, you know, the flake gate, um, you know, the cheating scandals, which wasn't necessarily him, but he was using it to his advantage. Um, you know, everything. I, I was one of the big touters of the system QB. And it turns out that Tom Brady was just that system. You know, it wasn't Belichick. It wasn't anything else that was going on. Tom Brady was the system in New England. And and that's why he was able to bring this to Tampa and make a Super Bowl out of it. While New England is drafting in the top 10. I think what we're finally, and I've seen this from Brady throughout his career, is he's rarely had the weapons that these other quarterbacks have had. He's had a couple, but he hasn't had as many as he had in Tampa this year. And the closest parallel you can draw is his Randy is season with Randy Moss. Right. Right. You put Randy Moss with him and look what he did. He was it was one of the oh God, what records did they set? I mean, I don't remember. There were, there were a couple of but, records they set at the time, and it was one of the, you know, the best quarterback to wide receiver combos in history. And it just showed you what Tom can do with a good weapon. And I, you know, you could say he's been he's been really blessed in his career. He hasn't had any major injuries. He hasn't been down. He hasn't had any shoulder surgeries. He hasn't, you know, his back and everything is in pretty good shape. I mean, he did miss a year for a knee, but who hasn't? Yeah. You know, that's a that's such a common thing now. And it's also the thing, thankfully, the knee is the thing that we've improved medicine wise to the point where it almost doesn't matter what happens to your knee. You will get back on the field. Right. If not better than you were before. Yeah. I mean, you know, once we get to bionic legs, it's a whole different story. We're almost there. But, you know, the $6 billion man, the bionic legs, and because, you know, inflation, it's not going to be you $6 know, million. Here's the catch, though, right? Um, I mean, with injuries, when you talk about that in the NFL, you're, you're looking at players who have the money and the ability to pay for the best doctors and the best care. Yeah. So they're going to do that, especially for someone like a Tom Brady, you know, at the top of their career. You know, they're going to get the best healthcare they can get while, you know, the everyday man has to go settle for, you know, that guy that made C's in med school to do his surgery. 
So I mean, yeah, but I mean, even even still, the guy who made C's with the way the procedures are done now is still going to perform better than the guy who made A's ten years ago. Right, but I mean, that's a different topic. You know, um, T- Tampa really surprised me because I, I thought they were gonna thought it was gonna be closer. Yeah, yeah, the game only finished with five points in the difference, but when you're really watching the game. It, it really wasn't that close. At, at after the touchdown, the second touchdown, right before the half, I was like, "Ah, oh, Tampa's got this," because you go in there fourth and what was it, fourth and thirteen, something like that, yeah. And it's like, yeah, fourth and thirteen. You know what? Let's go for it and see what happens. Sure enough, you get it, and then you go score a touchdown with seconds left. So, I mean, it was a two-minute drive and then a two-minute drive. So, I knew at that point it was going to be like, all right, Green Bay is going to have to come out with some fire and really... And they just did The defense did because you ended up getting those three consecutive turnovers. But it's just the offense wasn't able to, to convert it. And I think it's, it's another thing, too. I mean, if you look at the stats, Devontae Adams, they held him under 70 yards. And just like Tampa held Michael Thomas to no catches and four targets or five targets, how many it was. So Tampa's defense really did a good job holding down these other high-powered offenses while the offense was able to put together enough points. Hey, because you put enough uh, points together, you're going to win a football game. Calm down, John Madden. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that, that's exactly why they won. I mean, defense did it. Um, Tampa's offense is still pretty high powered, um, you know. But it was mostly it was mostly won on their defensive, you know, the defensive front. I mean, you you look at those four guys, and they were in they were in Aaron Rodgers' face for most of this game, and that that's why, you know. Everyone's everyone has to joke that um, that Aaron Rodgers needs to abandon State Farm and go to Allstate to avoid the mayhem, you know. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's good enough for me. Um, on the other side, you have the Chiefs and the Bills, and man, I was really pulling for the Bills. I, I'm like one for six in the playoffs right now, folks. So it's uh, apparently I'm doing about as well in actual picking as I did in fantasy football this year. But, you know, the Bills, uh, the Chiefs did everything right and the Bills didn't. And that's kind of what it what it came down to. I mean, that kind of came down to the Chiefs season, you know, that they just did what was right. Uh you know, I mean, look, Josh Allen wasn't wasn't the, the Josh Allen we saw all season. You know, he wasn't as accurate. Um, you know, he didn't really make the big the big error, but he was just off enough to where it wasn't. He had to win this game with his arm. That's what they were going to make him do. And well, yeah, I mean, he had to because their running game really wasn't that strong all year. So, um, I mean, I could see them angling in towards a running back in in the uh, you know before the next season in the off season, 
or even in the draft um, to head them in that direction. But um, you know, like I said, he was just off enough to where it made the difference, you know, where they were able to to equalize his his abilities. You know, I mean, Josh Allen is a good quarterback heading into the lines of being great. You know, if he can keep doing what he's doing and proving on a, on a yearly basis, um, you know, Buffalo really has something with him and they can keep that going for a few years. But I mean, it just wasn't enough this year. No, but at least it gives them a, a good starting point for next year. Right. Right. They're like, hey, we're going to get to the NFC champion, AFC championship again. And I think they will. I, I don't. They're one of the teams that I see in that mix. You know, they're going to be in that final four in the division. I mean, they don't have a lot to build on. That's the thing. Like, they, I mean, what I mean is they don't have a lot they need to improve is what I'm getting at. Um, like I said, they can use some improvement in the run game, maybe something in the offensive line. You know, but for the most part, I mean, they're, they're a pretty solid squad all the way around. And um, Kansas City is, was just more solid, you know, and that, that's why they won. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at what happened, I, to me, what this game really came up apart in the second quarter for Buffalo, when you score 21 unanswered, and then the last thing you could get is a field goal until the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, it went up 10 nothing, right? I mean, uh, they were Buffalo, up 9 nothing. Okay, yeah, because they missed the extra point. So Buffalo went up 9 nothing, missed the extra point, and then... Then they kicked another they, field goal. Yeah, and then they just allowed... I mean, Kansas City to turn it on. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I, I mean, I say allowed, but I mean, that's what Kansas City has been doing all season to people, right? They're known for, I mean, they did it last year in the playoffs. They did it this year in the playoffs. If they're behind, they come back. You know, you just have to be able to stop that comeback. And nobody has figured out how to do that just yet. Yeah. And they're just really good at spreading it around. They have all the weapons you could ever need. Look, the thing, I mean, the the funny thing about it is you pass a Tyreek Hill and it's almost like a punt return. I mean, that dude does not just go down. Uh, he doesn't go out of bounds either. He will juke in whatever he can to extend, extend the run, you know, to get those yak yards. And I mean, it's hard to 72 yards in the AFC championship against a, what's been a stout Buffalo defense all year. And then Travis Kelsey, not to be left in the cold, got 118 and two scores. So, I mean, you're looking at over 325 yards passing versus 234 for the Bills. That you know, just shows you they were trying to make Josh Allen one-dimensional. And when your quarterback has 88 yards and then your highest running back has 17 you know, it just it shows you that that Kansas City front came through and then that secondary, you know, the, the ball hogs they are. You know, I mean, look, Buffalo's in good position for next season. There's no oh, doubt absolutely. about it. They'll be one of the favorites to to make the Super Bowl. Again, you know, they're not it's not going to be like a few years ago where they made the playoffs and then they come back and they finish what, seven and nine. It's not going to be like that. They're not going to lose that over one year um, because they built this team, you know, to last. They've done it through the draft. They've done it through free agency with the right, right contracts and whatnot. So it's sustainable. Um, The problem I see with Kansas city is that 
I don't know how long they're going to be sustainable. Right. Because you're paying, yeah. you're paying Mahomes this hundred million dollar contract that's never been seen before. You know, you have to pay Tyreek Hill. You're going to have to pay Travis Kelsey. And if you don't, that's the majority of your offense. You know, you can have the hundred million dollar con, a uh, hundred million dollar quarterback, but if you have nobody for him to throw it to, you know. Well, I think they're going to retain Hill. I mean, obviously, they might actually try to pull someone else in in the offseason. Um, but like I said, it's a money issue, you know, and this happens to real good teams at some point where you get too good for your your salary cap. Yeah. And that's where and see, this is where New England just to me stands out as a franchise is because they were still able to put together Super Bowl team after Super Bowl team. Without these megastars, and they let people go, brought them back a year and a half later, two years later. Uh, and yeah, but I mean, that's on Tom Brady too. Stay competitive. I mean, you can say what you want to say, but I mean, Danny Amendola, yeah, um, Wes Welker, um, who's the guy with the catch? Uh, Julian Edelman. Mm-hmm. You know, none of them were were breakout stars before they got to New England. You know, I mean. And then once they left New England, they really did nothing once they left. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I was, like I said, Tom Brady won my respect this year looking at it. He made those guys what they were. Yeah. You know, he he made that offense what it was. He made Tampa work. Well, he made, I mean, he made New England work. Yeah. You know, he, he was the system, not Belichick. That's why he was able to uproot himself and go to Tampa and still be in the Super Bowl. I mean, you don't have to like him, you know. I I don't really I don't like him either, but I, I still respect him. So, what are you thinking, Super Bowl? Give me your predictions. Um, Super Bowl wise, look, I'm I'm that conspiracy theory guy when it comes to the NFL. Um, I think they allow Tampa to win this game, and I say allow because it's almost like it's a wrestling match now. Um, for the story, first team to play a home Super Bowl. Um, Tampa's going to get the win with the 43-year-old quarterback. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I don't think this will be one of those low-scoring games. So I'm looking at like 37 to 34 field goal. I'm thinking it's going to be... You know what? I'm going to say 31-38. Yeah, it's going to be a high score. I'm going to say 31-38 because that's what they scored in these last two weeks. So I'll give them, I'll give those teams the uh, the same point spread they had this this past week. Just you know, because I'm going to be wrong anyway. So why why not just pick the same lottery numbers each time? Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be a high scoring affair because I mean these de- these defenses are good enough, but they they're not going to be great against these offenses. And that that's what's going to be on this game. It's I think the team will break 31 points first wins. That's that's my view of this week. Um, if either one of these teams pulls off two turnovers, yeah, that's the team that wins. Yeah. Um, regardless of what the score is going to be. I could be completely wrong. And this could be the most boring Super Bowl we've ever had since the New England's uh New England the Patriots Rams Super Bowl. You know, it could end up being that boring. Or it could be completely high scoring and fun. And, you know, we break all kinds of records on scores and yards and whatever else. And, but the team that 
records two turnovers is going to be the one to win. Okay. I totally agree with that. Um, I still think it's going to be a very entertaining game. I think we're going to see a lot of, I mean, it's the two best teams in the, in the league this year. So, yeah, I'll give it that. I mean, it, Tampa, Tampa had a slow start, which is why their offense, you know, which is why they, they didn't win the, win the division is why they won the uh, wild card spot. Um, slow start because they were still finding themselves. They were still molding together um, in the first six weeks of the season, you know, and that was due to Corona, lack of a training camp, you know, still feeling each other out how they were going to play, but um, really came on strong in the second half of the season. And when you're hot, you got to be hot at the right time and Tampa's hot at the right time. So that's why I picked Tampa on this one. Well, you have to say who you pick. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs repeat. Uh, they have the team to do it. Honestly, I'd like to see Andy Reid get another ring before Tom Brady. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you just heard it. 2T just gave the Super Bowl away to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Shut up. <laughs> um, I just think the Chiefs, they're a little more explosive on offense. And once those explosions get going, their defense feeds off of it. They can, uh, I think they're the ones that can take advantage of, of Tom Brady turnovers. Yeah, I mean, let's just be honest. If I was a gambler, I wouldn't touch anything on this game with a 10-foot pole. Well, I think a lot of people already did. It's just so unpredictable on what these teams are going to do. Um, it's going to be a high-scoring affair. It's going to be hard to figure out who's going to win. So, I mean, it, I, I wouldn't touch this game with anything. Um, no, I mean, I don't do, I don't do sports betting, but I, I would, if I did, I, I would totally stay away from this game. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come right Because back. I'm still willing to fight and die for that itch. Because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face. All right, folks, and we are back. Um, next segment, we're going to go ahead and talk about the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I mean, if you want to call it that. Um, basically, a group of guys getting together playing Madden. There's literally no bowl involved except probably a toilet bowl. I mean, maybe that. Maybe the bowl with the queso in it or yeah. you know, something Some chips. like that. Chips and dip. What they're going to do is it's going to be four or five-minute quarters. With each, with a, a team of four players on each side. On the AFC side, you're going to have Deshaun Watson, Derek Henry, uh, Keyshawn Johnson, and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> While the NFC is going to be represented by Kyler Murray, Jamal Adams, Beast Mode, and uh, Marshawn Lynch, for those of you who aren't familiar, and uh, Bubba Wallace from NASCAR. I'm sorry, I'm rolling for the AFC, man. I think the <laughs> AFC is going to take it. I mean, Snoop Dogg, come on. <laughs> that and I, I just want to I, I legitly want to see Derrick Henry play himself in uh, Madden Bush I think that'd be pretty freaking funny um, I wonder who Deshaun Watson's gonna play ooh okay I, I have to say I'm more, probably Pat Mahomes <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm more concerned about 
what teams, who's going to play which team in their five-minute quarter than anything else. I mean, come on. You got... I mean, the Pro Bowl was already boring enough as it is, so this is at least something different. But they need to figure out what to do with the Pro Bowl. They're not going to get rid of it. As much as they should, it's not going to happen. So what would you like to see the Pro Bowl morph into, Captain? Um, A Madden tournament from here on out? No, I, I honestly would like to see it take place in the middle of the season or, you know, about week eight or week nine. You're never going to see that happen. I know. But, I mean, it's the only all-star game that takes place after the season's over. True. Right? So, and then it has no implications in anything. Like, it means nothing. Like, it How do you make it meaningful? Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you don't even really have a way to do it unless you play it the week before the Super Bowl like they do now. And then the winner of the team gets to pick the color jerseys, you know, for everyone to wear or something, you know, give that team the home field technical technical advantage in the game. Um, I, I don't know. There's really no way to improve the Pro Bowl um, because it absolutely means nothing now. Yeah, um, it's a complete 100 percent fan vote. Um you know, th- there's no implications that the people who are in the Pro Bowl are even the best players in the league. Um, you know, you don't you don't get participants from the Super Bowl teams. Um, which I'm fine with that. I mean, I get it. They still got one more to play for real. Um, don't need a chance of getting hurt in this game. Um, maybe just make it like a week long event. Just a bunch of skills challenges. Um you know, just kind of make it fun, like a big giant combine, but with NFL players already there and you just make up fun events, you know, like the tic-tac-toe kicking and the, you know, <laughs> you run the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Or like, just, a, you know, like a, like a military gauntlet quarterback challenge, you know, like you're running like a uh, American Ninja Warrior style course where you're like throwing the ball into like targets and stuff well yeah i mean you could do something like that with your receivers and you could partner with different you could partner with different shows too so like you could do like uh you know like a game of games challenge if abc wanted to promote uh one of their game shows or a wheel of fortune with the with like defensive linemen you know just for just for absolute fun to see if they can spin the wheel right off the uh you know which which alignment you you do a offensive line versus defensive line uh tug of war you yeah, know, yeah, something fun. Thing. I mean, just because the game doesn't matter. I like, right? I like what the you're doing with this. The only, the only thing the game matters about is it, it's another game for the people who didn't make the Super Bowl to play, right? But then you risk injury. I, I know they don't really play, but injuries do happen in this game. Yep. Um, you know, like I said, it's just make it a fun event, you know, like 20 guys get picked out of the AFC, out of the NFC, and you – you know, you you run like a different set of skills and games. Well, you know? I mean, think about they just partnered with Nickelodeon for there you go a game. Why not have a bunch of Nickelodeon style events? Right, loser gets slimed. Yeah, I mean, just uh, do something, make it fun. I always thought it should be there should be some charity money involved. You know, like the NFL puts up I don't know a uh, million dollars from each team, so you have thirty two million dollars to charity on the line, right? The uh the winning team picks a charity. Pick. The losing team picks a charity. The winning the winning team's charity gets twenty million. The losing team gets twelve. 
something like that. I mean, just you you have to make it something eventful because I don't watch this. I mean, I can't tell you the last time that I've watched a Pro Bowl. I I think I watched it last year thinking like maybe this is the last time I get to see Drew Brees as a quarterback. Yeah. So let me go ahead and watch it just in case this is it. I hadn't watched it. I Um, I could care less about it. So I watched the one the one or two drives that he was involved in and then I turned it off. So, I mean, it's, you know, it. It means it, yeah, it's absolutely nothing. It's it's just another chance for them to be injured. That means nothing. And it's not like you, you know, you can't really put anything on the line, right? You couldn't put uh, a Super Bowl home field advantage on the line because the contracts are with the stadiums and the and the cities and all this shit. And that's four or five years planned out. You, I think 10 years now is how far they've gone with the Super Bowl. But, I, I don't know. But I mean, but what you could you do could, is- You couldn't do draft picks because that would be obscenely unfair. Because um, if you add draft picks on top of other stuff, you know, how do you do it? Does every team that participated get a draft pick? Okay, well, what about the teams who, you know, I, you know, again, it could it could be a very easily making the rich richer situation. I think you just make it a big event, game of games. You know, yeah. Like I said, Nickelodeon challenge. Kicker, kicker, yeah. tic tac toe. Uh, tug I like this with idea. Uh, gauntlet with running backs. You know, have quarterbacks throwing water balloons at them or something. You know, just just something to make it fun. Um, kind of like an American Gladiators, but with football players. Yeah, and then like you could have like a uh, quarterback dodge challenge. You know, where they just see who has the better pocket pre- uh, pocket sense. And just a bunch of guys just trying to tackle a quarterback. Or chucking tennis balls at him or something. Can you, dodge, like said, <laughs> can like, you dodge a wrench? <laughs> like I said, you really don't want to. Yeah, there you go. Make a dodgeball game. You know, Dude, I mean, you, you don't want to have something that the players can suffer like major injury from. I mean, have, um, you, have you played dodgeball? Okay, so maybe not dodgeball. Um, you could definitely screw up your knees and your ankles. You know, I mean, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying they, they got to find something to do to make, make it fun. And. You know, make it interesting because people just don't. I mean, I, I actually am not against them having a Madden tournament within the Pro Bowl, but like you said, it would be more of a like you got twenty events and one of them's a Madden tournament. You know, like the guys each get one, and they could, they could, they could, uh, you know, do it with the gaming community. They could reach out and get some of the better gamers. You know, some of the top Madden players, get them in there, uh, like two Madden players and two uh, NFL players. And you know that you could, you could pair off, you could do versus whatever, you know, like football players versus gamers would be pretty awesome. Joes versus bros, exactly. But I mean, it, you could do a lot of fun or stuff. Joes like versus that. pros, I'm sorry. yeah. Joes versus pros. You know, that, I mean, that would be another thing you could do. There's there's things you can do. You can make it a fan event. You can make it a week long thing. You can make it three televised events. You know, have these different games and stuff take place. I mean, they used to show all these skill challenges and stuff throughout the week, headed up to the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now you don't see any of that. Now all you see is this game that nobody watches and pays attention to. So I say bring the skill challenges back, leave the game out, you know, and just become more creative with what your skill challenges will be. I like I like your idea here. I think that's what they need to do. We need to send that to the NFL. And, uh, you know, it lowers the risk of injury, you know, and it so it's it's something that's not football, but it, it is football. And make it all charity. Yeah, absolutely. Just a bunch of bunch of money going to charity for whoever wins each skill challenge picks a charity. That's who gets the money, right? So you could have a dozen, you could have 30, 40 charities that could all get money from a Pro Bowl, which would be pretty awesome. 
you know, that's it. For, I, I think that's it. That's beating a dead horse. NFL is not going to make a change because they're, you know, the no fun league. But because they're dumb and stupid and dumb. So do we want to give the dumb, dumb, stupid heads to the NFL for still holding the Pro Bowl the way they always do? You know what? Yes. You guys get the dumb, dumb, stupid head award because nobody cares uh, yeah, about Matt, your game. A, a Madden tournament, we could do that every weekend. Yeah, you the, guys could have a Madden tournament after Sunday night football with NFL players versus you could you, that doesn't need to be a Pro Bowl thing. You can do that literally every week. I mean, honestly, though, the Madden tournament might be more interesting than the game that they play. You, you know what? That is entirely possible. Well, that's going to do it for this week, folks. Not a whole lot to talk about. Um, we're going to give you guys in another preview of the Super Bowl. Oh, be stupid. No, we'll give you that. a week off from us and us yeah. talking. And then we'll come back with a we'll come recap back after the Super of what Bowl, happened on the Super Bowl. And then just kind of our closing thoughts on the season. And I wanted to touch on all these trade rumors, but that's all they are right now. So I refuse to dive in to that. Yeah, that, that's kind of what we're going to do during the off season. You know, once once the games are wrapped up and everything's said and done, we'll we'll talk about you know possible trades, um, where free agents might line up, um, draft picks, draft picks. We'll give you some top ten lists, kind of thing. So I mean, the fifth down isn't going away just because football season's over. We're just going to do it a little different, and uh, but you know, you'll see when that comes down. Less fifth down, more enemy podcast. That's how it's going to shake out. All right, folks. Well, thanks a lot for listening. We do appreciate it. As always, give us a like, share, subscribe, and we will see you guys next show. Deuces. It's so stupid. Don't have a stupid head. Dumb, dumb. Dumb, you dumb, stupid head. Dumb, dumb, stupid head. Dumb, silly, dumb.